Chapter 29 of Ned Franks or The Christian's Panoply. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Narrow Escape Ned Franks slept that night on the ground. Hard was his couch, dreary his lot. Unknown dangers might surround him, yet sound and sweet was his sleep. His first thought when he unclosed his eyes in the morning, and the sight of waving boughs and thick, dank fern recalled his desolate state to his mind, was, in the words of David, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. In that thought was hope and peace and joy. It was the sweet, refreshing draught which the soul, when earthly comforts fail, can yet find, like the rain from above, gathered and retained in the shield of faith. Ned tried to appease the cravings of hunger by eating such berries as he could gather, thankful for even the wild provision which the woods afforded. Then, to slake his thirst, he made his way in the direction where he saw the silvery gleam of water through the thick screen of copse. The sailor soon found himself on the bank of a river of considerable size, doubtless the same as that at the mouth of which the boat had put into water. This might both supply him with fish and guide his course to the beach. Ned made his way down a somewhat steep bank, and was about to stoop to drink when he observed, stretched on the muddy margin, at about the distance of thirty yards, what at the first careless glance he thought was a log of dry wood, but which at the second he recognized to be a large crocodile apparently quite stiff and dead. Ned was too prudent to trust himself near those huge jaws till he had made sure whether the motionless creature were really lifeless. He flung a large stone which rebounded from the scaly back of the monster, and the crocodile, roused perhaps out of sleep, instantly turned and plunged heavily into the river. Ned heard the loud splash and saw the big rising bubbles where the reptile had disappeared, and watched the widening circles on the disturbed surface of the water. "'I shall be careful how I take to swimming that river,' thought Ned, "'if it's the home of gentry such as that. The crocodile is a dangerous foe in the water, however awkward and timid on land. One snap of these mighty jaws would crunch one's bones like a nutshell.' Ned now resolved to track the river to the sea, from whose shore it was just possible that he might catch sight of some passing vessel. He would fasten up a bamboo as a flagstaff, with his blue neckerchief tied to the top, to wave in the wind as a signal, with the hope, faint and feeble indeed, that it might, even on that desolate beach, be seen by some human eye. Perhaps, however, reflected Ned, I may here be in more danger from men than from reptiles or prowling beasts. Better be the crocodile's prey than the slave of some heathen savage. Ha! What was that? he exclaimed aloud, as a wild, terrific cry rose from the water, like that of some human being in mortal fear or pain. A bend of the river hid the spot from the view of Ned Franks, but in a moment he bounded over the brushwood, and came inside of what sent a wild thrill through his soul. Struggling and splashing amongst the rank reeds which overgrew the shallower parts of the river, Ned saw the form of a native, whose face wore an expression of horror, 
such as would have told its dreadful tale had the sailor not beheld at the same time the scaly head of one of the river monsters that seemed to be dragging down its victim ned did not stop an instant to think of danger to himself or to ask whether the wretched native might prove a friend or a foe it was enough that he was a man and in most horrible peril the english sailor wrenched up a young cane that was growing close beside him and armed with no better weapon rushed into the water to the rescue with a loud ringing hallo and struck the monster on the eye with all the force of a strong right arm startled and alarmed by the shout and the splashing as much perhaps as hurt by the blow the crocodile seemed to forego its prey but the native was too much paralyzed by terror to avail himself of the momentary pause franks with his left hand seized hold of the man and by a violent effort of strength which made every muscle quiver struggled back to the bank and up it dragging with him the native whom he had snatched from death before the crocodile had time to renew his attack in the water thank god he's safe but twas a close run for life exclaimed franks as gasping and panting he stood on the bank watching the balked and furious monster below lashing the water to foam the sailor then turned with kindly anxiety to see what injuries the native had sustained in his late desperate encounter great was ned's surprise to find that though but lately clad in a garment of woven fibre with no protection whatever from the crocodile's ravening teeth the man was evidently unwounded there was no stain of blood on the dress not only life but limb was preserved franks could not account for what appeared like a miracle till as the native sinking on his knees stretched out his clasped hands towards his preserver he noticed iron bands on the poor creature's wrists from each of which hung loosely a few links of a broken chain the monster must have seized him by his fetters and snapped them in the struggle in the water but how could a wretch in change attempt to cross that river he must be some prisoner trying to escape franks looked with compassionate interest on the form kneeling at his feet thin and wasted as if by famine the wrists bruised and chafed by the irons which still they wore but with what a thrill did he hear the first words spoken in the malagasy language which burst from the poor creature's lips as he raised his clasped hands and eyes towards heaven lord jesus i thank thee ned franks could hardly believe his own ears had he indeed found a christian in that wild and dreary land under that olive-tinged skin did a heart beat with grateful love to the saviour such a hope had never before entered the sailor's mind do you know the lord jesus exclaimed ned franks in the malagasy language the countenance of the native beamed with a sudden delight at the question asked in his own mother tongue pressing his hand to his heart he replied he is my only saviour i have left all for him then we are friends brothers cried ned with heartfelt joy at having been made the means of saving the life of a persecuted believer i thank god from the bottom of my soul for what i thought the greatest of misfortunes had i not been deserted by my messmates yesterday this poor christian would have perished to-day chapter twenty nine